Studying God's Word is accompanied by many benefits. One of these benefits is as we study, our hearts and minds are stirred to dwell on God's truth. In a world that is full of deception, this is a significant benefit. God's Word not only provides a message of truth, but also power to combat sin. David said that he hid God's Word in his heart that he might not sin against God. Knowing the Word of God leads to doing the works of God. Today on Drawing Near, John testifies of heavenly warnings to those on the earth during the tribulation. These are warnings every person needs to hear. So I encourage you to open your Bible and turn to the Revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter 14, and join us for the three angels. In order to properly begin our study, let's pray together. And Father, we thank you for your word. It is a gracious thing that you have done, that you have sought to communicate with your creation, to reveal to us your presence, your works, your will, and then in light of our sin, your glorious gospel. I thank you that you reveal to us the things that are yet to take place as encouragement and warning. Open our hearts and minds to the truth of your word, not just to know it, but also to trust it and to obey it. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Revelation chapter 14, verse 6, we read, Then I saw another angel flying directly overhead with an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people. As John testifies to seeing another angel flying directly overhead, we need to note we haven't seen an angel for quite a while in this book of Revelation. So he sees another angel, and this angel is flying directly overhead which tells us that John is viewing these things from an earthly perspective because this angel proclaims things to those who dwell on the earth. God is sending an angel, a holy messenger, to proclaim a message to those who are dwelling on the earth during the time of the Great Tribulation. The message this angel proclaims is that he has an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on the earth. We are not told in this passage that he has the eternal gospel, but an eternal gospel. This may be the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus Christ, but we need to understand the word gospel simply means a good message, a good declaration. It could be any good declaration. I have a tendency to believe that whenever the gospel is used in the scripture, and this is the first mention of the word gospel in the book of Revelation, I have a tendency to connect it to the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel that proclaims the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ in atonement for our sins. And this gospel proclamation is made to every nation and tribe and language and people. It is made to all of humanity that is dwelling on the earth. In verse 7, we see this gospel message. And he said with a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea, and the springs of water. This proclamation is made up of two parts. 
First, there is a command, and then there is a reason behind the command. The command is in the beginning and the latter portion of verse 7. Fear God and give him glory and worship him. This is the gospel message that the angel proclaims to all the inhabitants of the earth. Those who dwell on the earth at this time are being pressured to accept the deceptive lies of Satan, the dragon, regarding the Antichrist. The false prophet is directing and guiding not only a political following of the Antichrist, but a spiritual, worshipful following of the Antichrist as well. The response is God sends messengers to declare that the people of the earth need to fear God, not the Antichrist, and give him glory, not the Antichrist, because the hour of his judgment has come. They are not to worship the Antichrist, but rather worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. The people of the earth are being enamored by the power and the influence of the Antichrist. They are about to see what true power really is. With everything that the Antichrist has demonstrated, he is not the creator. And isn't it amazing that here we see a call to worship God coupled alongside the fact that God is the creator? So many scientists, educators, people of this world want to reject God as creator. They want to accept an evolutionary concept of how things came to be. They want to deny an all-powerful creator. And yet we are commanded in this last book of the New Testament to fear God, give him glory, because he's going to judge those who do not, and worship him who made heaven, earth, the sea, and the springs of water. God made everything. He is worthy of his creation's worship. In verse 8, a second angel follows declaring fallen, fallen is Babylon the great, she who made all nations drink the wine of the passion of her sexual immorality. The identity of Babylon the great is not revealed here. Some see it as the Roman Empire in John's day or the reemergence of the Roman Empire. At the very least, we need to understand that Babylon the great represents the world's empires that are rebellious toward God and the influence that she has over the people of the earth. Her influence is a sinful influence. She stands opposed to God, projecting the deception that humanity can oppose God, and then embrace whatever passions and desires they choose in opposition to God's requirement of holiness and righteousness. And so verse 8 declares God's complete and utter victory and judgment over Babylon the Great. Then in verse 9, a third angel follows the first two and says in a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and its image and receives a mark on his forehead or on his hand, he also will drink the wine of God's wrath, poured full strength into the cup of his anger, and he will be tormented with fire and sulfur in the presence of the holy angels, and in the presence of the Lamb. So I hope you're connecting these things. We have this call to fear and worship, to give God glory because he is worthy of it, especially in direct opposition to the Antichrist, his activities, his display of power, the call to worship him. 
Then you have the announcement that Babylon has fallen, that God has judged Babylon, and that all who embrace the Antichrist and worship him or worships the image of him, that they too will suffer the wrath of God. Those who reject God, who do not fear him, give him glory, and worship him, but rather seek to align themselves with the Antichrist, to receive his mark, that they may continue to buy and sell, they will suffer the same wrath and judgment as the Antichrist, the beast, the false prophet, Babylon, that empire. They will suffer the same things. And if you look in verse 10, they will drink the wine of God's wrath toward full strength. They will experience the full strength and fury of God's wrath. Those individuals, along with the dragon, the beast, and the lesser beast, will be tormented with fire and sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. Verse 11 goes on and says, And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night, these worshipers of the beast and its image and whoever receives the mark of its name. God does not take rejecting him, his Savior Jesus Christ, the glorious gospel. He does not take that lightly. Those who cast off all of the grace and mercy of God to embrace for whatever reason the Antichrist, the world system, secular humanism, they will experience the wrath of God full strength for all eternity. This is a grave picture. And yet the other side is, for all of those who receive the gospel, who trust in Jesus Christ, who persevere through faithful endurance, will experience his eternal grace and mercy forever. Father, thank you for your holiness, for your justness. So often I thank you for your grace and mercy and love. And it is clearly seen throughout this book of Revelation how you continuously call sinners to repentance through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But, Father, oftentimes we as saints, forgiven sinners, do not proclaim or rejoice in your justness, in your holiness, in your righteous judgment. Failure to do so is ignorance of all of the worship and the glory, the obedience that you are worthy of. Help us, Father to balance our understanding of your grace, mercy, and love with your justice, righteousness, and holiness. Help us to see the full picture that you reveal to us in your word. And Father, help us in seeing these things to once again be committed to not fear the world, but in reverence and obedience to you to make the gospel known through our actions and our words. Help us to call verbally and visibly a world that is rebellious to you to repentance, to faith in Jesus Christ. Strengthen us. Guide us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, 
provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and he will draw near to us.